Welcome to Smart Finance 360, the podcast where money matters meet innovative thinking. Every week, we dive deep into the world of finance, exploring trends, debunking myths, and bringing you the latest insights from industry experts. Whether you're a seasoned investor, a financial newbie, or somewhere in between, this is your go-to source for becoming financially savvy. Welcome to another episode. This one's very special because we have Mr. Sam Fulton. Sam Fulton has helped a ton of clients, you know, achieve financial freedom through homeownership with, I would say, in my opinion, very unique ways to get that. And a lot of people don't know how or that they can do these things when buying houses. So first, let's talk about, Sam, you helped a client that was a real estate agent, I believe, be able to purchase a house using their commission and basically have their cash to close very minimal. It cover almost their whole down payment. Tell us kind of what you advise them to do, how they structured it with the contract, and kind of how it all played out. Because if I'm a real estate agent listening to this, I would totally do this. I'm not a real estate agent, and I but if I did, I would totally do this buying a house. Yeah. So what we did um, is he went out, got under contract on a house that he wanted to buy. He did already own a home, and he wanted to keep that home as a rental, and we were able to make that happen. On this new house, he wasn't advised very well on his first property that he bought. I was not his loan officer at the time. (laughs) But um, I advised him on this new purchase. I said, hey, you can use your agent commission to go towards your down payment for your own house. Doesn't have to pay taxes on it. That's amazing. So that's amazing. There saves him, I mean, if he's in a higher tax bracket, potentially 30 35% on his real estate commission. Um, and then his cash to close was way lower as well. We were able to get him a lot of lender credit to help cover his closing costs portion of it. But on his down payment, the listing agent was originally offering 2.5% buyer agent commission. Mm-hmm. So I told him, I said, that's fine. You can use that. Now, we took it one step further. And after he got it under contract, he was going through inspections and everything, and he made the deal super smooth for the listing agent and for the sellers. Said, hey, you know what? There are just minor things that need to be done. I can take care of those as the buyer. Um, but I would like to raise the purchase price an extra $15,000. And I want to add $15,000 to my agent commission. So it nets the sellers the same, netted everybody the same, except for he got to raise his buyer agent commission a substantial amount. And he said, you know, if the appraisal comes in low, like we'll figure it out. Um, but if we can do this, that's going to help me with my down payment, my cash to close. His cash to close was less than $2,000. How much was the original program of putting it down? Was it 5%? It was, it was 5% down. So his buyer agent commission covered you received, 5%. Covered 5%. And then the lender credit was able to cover Almost all the clothes. Tell me a little bit about how the lender credit works. A lot of people don't understand. They'll say, oh, there's a credit here. It's, you know, and the new builds will have something special. What's the caveat? Like, how does that work with the loans? So with the loans, a lot of people don't know this, but we're all selling to the same people, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But you can take a higher interest rate and the investor, the lender will say, hey, we will give you lender credit. We will help cover your closing costs. X amount of dollars for taking this higher interest rate and it's tiered and the tiers can vary as well. So it doesn't always equal 
you know, a quarter of a percent equals $2,000 or a quarter of a percent equals $5,000. It depends on what's going on with the market. Um, so what he did is he took a little bit of a higher interest rate to cover his closing costs. And so we could get him into the house with very little money out of his own pocket. And yeah, he took a little bit of a higher interest rate, but he was totally comfortable with the payment. And that's what matters is that he's comfortable with the payment. And he was able to get into the house with almost no money out of his pocket. So yeah, that right there is a, is a, is a crazy story that you were able to help educate this real estate agent, not only to utilize their commission, but also how it works in a lender's world. Because so sometimes if you are shopping, which you know I highly recommend you do shop when you're looking to sure. get a mortgage, you could see at the exact same rate as the other guy, there might be a cost at one rate at a different bake. It might be a credit of some sort. It could be a credit of $1,000. I don't know, if, depending on what the rate stack is, but it could be a credit at the exact rate. Not all rates are the same. Yes, everything gets sold to Fannie and Freddie on the back end, but every investor is a little bit different. Yeah. But you were able to educate this client that not only that they were able to get basically their commission to cover their entire down payment, they were very comfortable with going at the slightly higher rate to get that lender credit because, you know, it wasn't what's called the par rate. Explain the difference between kind of a par rate, a rate buy down, and then loop back in the lender credit. So the par rate is what it will cost you for the rate where you're not buying down the interest rate. You're not getting a lot of lender credit. It's right there in the middle of the true rate of what it is that day. So Lenders will have different fees on the lender side, but there will be buy-down points if you want to buy down the interest rate. You're giving the lender extra money to say, hey, I want a lower interest rate. And they're going to say, okay, well, if we're going to give you a lower interest rate, it's going to cost you X amount of dollars. So the par rate is not paying that extra amount of dollars to buy down that interest rate. Now, if you do want to buy down that interest rate, there are different rate stacks that you can purchase the interest rate down to. And it depends on the market. Sometimes it is wise to buy down the interest rate because they are giving a good deal on saying, hey, for example, instead of the par rate being, you know, this is an example, yeah. right? I'm not giving yeah. the quote right here, but a 7.25%, let's say that's the par rate where it doesn't cost you any money. Yeah. You're not getting any lender credit, but maybe a 6.75 is only a buy down of like $1,300 that's a good deal. Like yeah. I'm going to recommend to my buyer, Hey, there's a rate right here of 6.75 where you can buy it down to 13. It's only going to cost you $1,300 to buy this down. That makes all the sense in the world, unless you're going to be refinancing in like three months. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so obviously you have to go through the math calculations of seeing when that break even point is. That's very important. I think a lot of people don't understand that if you're buying down that rate, let's say one point, one point, equals 1% of whatever loan amount you're financing. So if you're financing $500,000, five grand is going to be one point. Which in comparison, a lot of people say, I want to buy it down one point. They think that they're buying down the interest rate a whole percent as well. That's not true. True. Yeah. The point of the cost. Yes. So a lot of times I tell them, okay, this is what's going to cost one point. But a lot of people don't understand what the break even is. So explain a little bit how that break even works when you do the math with your clients. So I do it in three different steps. I do it with a lender credit, the par rate, and a buy down. And so what I always compare to is the par rate initially. So if you're buying down the interest rate, one point the and the loan amount is $500,000, that's $5,000 cost to buy it down. Now, that might not get you a whole percent. Maybe it gets you three quarters of a percent. 
you find the difference in what the monthly payment is in between the buy down rate and the par rate. So let's say the difference is hypothetically, you know, just keep numbers simple, yeah. $500 a month. Yeah. Okay. So your break even point is going to be 10 months. If you don't refinance within 10 months, then that makes all the sense in the world to buy down the interest rate. Because after that 10th month, you're saving $500 a month for the rest of the loan. Exactly. That's a lot of people don't understand. That's That right there is a, that's a good deal. That that's is a good deal. deal. That example, a hypothetical example. Yes. But a lot of people, when I, when I talk to them as well, you've seen, and I've heard you on the phone when they're like trying to buy down $20,000 worth of points. And you're like, you're never going to break even on this ever. Yeah. What are you doing? It's crazy when you see that, you know, we don't want to use the rocket mortgage when you see some of those infamous loan estimates when they have like four or five points and it's like your break evens like year 14 of year 15 of this 15 year loan and you're for sure going to refinance if the rates are very high i think you know it's we never know where the rates are going to take us but very very likely rates are going to get better but still you're basically saying if you're paying that much in points that i don't care what the market's going to do I'm for sure staying in this loan because you're going to have to, you should stay in that loan because yeah. you're not going to break even. The moment rates do dip and get better, they just messed out, messed or missed out on that entire other two, three points that yep. they were going to invest in. So that was good that you taught them about the opposite thing, which is the lender credit. So you give them the three options there. So this particular situation, the agent was able to not have a down payment. They had basically all their closing costs covered and they got into their new home with two grand. It was incredible. That's incredible. It was incredible. So talk to a loan officer that know what they're doing, that know how to be, you know, I say, a, not just proactive and understanding, because you were proactive about, hey, you're a real estate agent, you should do this. But you're also taking account and looking into all the other programs that could potentially work for this. Does it only work for conventional? Would have it worked for a VA loan if they want to do their own VA loan or FHA, uh, as yeah, far as commission well, goes? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, but when it comes to VA, I mean, you... It doesn't make much sense to do the VA because you can do 0% anyways. anyway. So I would get a reduction in the purchase price if it were VA or seller concessions. So there's a lot you can work. There's a lot that you can work. There's a lot that you can, you know, say, hey, this is where I want to apply my real estate commission and that's, what makes sense the most. That is super important to work with a loan officer that's creative like yourself. Another creative thing I've seen you do is you work with a lot of investment property uh, loans. You help people. You empower them to not only buy their primary homes like this one, but you help these other people get investment properties. I saw one recently you did. I think it was in Georgia. What did you do for that client? They already owned a house, but they wanted to buy investment property. What was kind of the the, the ideas you gave that client in order to... Because they didn't have savings just yeah. in their account, right? But they had equity or something. They had a ton Explain of kind of what you did there for them. Yeah. So they had a ton of equity in their first rental property. And so they asked hey, should we do a home equity line of credit on this or should we do a cash out refinance? And I said, you know, a home equity line of credit is a great tool, but there are some downfalls to a HELOC on your investment property. And there aren't a lot of um, banks that will even do a HELOC on an investment property. So number one, finding a bank that will do a HELOC on your investment property is very difficult to do. Mm -hmm. um, number two, on a HELOC, what people don't know is back in 2008, a lot of banks just called people's notes due. It said, boom, you're cut off. You have to pay this back. Now, obviously things have changed a little bit since then, but you know, a HELOC is not a Freddie or Fannie backed mortgage. And so it's kind of wild, wild west, or it can be depending on the bank. 
And so I said, but with a cash out refinance, your rate is going to be locked. With a HELOC, you're not. Mm -hmm. It can be adjustable. So if the rates are going up, which, you know, they have that. So you did a fixed rate cash out refinance. Fixed rate cash out refinance on their investment property. Oh, cool. We took out about $100,000. And that's the other thing is that if you're doing a HELOC, if you can pay back that HELOC within, you know, a year or two, then I think it's fantastic. Go that route. But if you're concerned about being able to pay that back that quickly, then I can look at other options. A little bit more conservative. Say, hey, this is what my rate is going to be. It's going to be locked in. This is what my payment is going to be. Because at the end of the day, when you are investing, you want to know what your cash flow is. Yeah. And there are unforeseen problems when it comes to investing. So, you know, repairs, um, if you have vacancies, if you have a client that you have to evict, you know, things like that. So sucks, by want- the way. I, I, I highly recommend, if it's not your thing, because I'm always Mr. Good Guy, I, I, I just... It sucks. I, I never evicted, but I got taken advantage of a lot of renters. They took advantage of me like crazy. So I had a property management company take over, and that has helped my life considerably just because they're professionals. They know what they're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. So I, it depends on if that's your jam. But for me, having a property management oh, yeah. company was amazing. But uh, sorry to cut you off there, but go towards uh, no. what you did there. You you, you dove in their equity, and uh, the yeah. cash flow is working. So the cash flow is able to still work. They're still cash flowing about $800 a month on their investment that we cashed out on. And then they're able to go buy another investment property in Georgia where they're cash flowing about $500 a month. And they have enough money where they're actually looking at potentially buying another investment property. Oh, that's awesome. What's really cool about this, Kyle, is that the $100,000 that we took out of their investment property that they had gotten an appreciation over the last you know several years, that money's tax-free. They don't have to pay any taxes on that $100,000. So they got tax-free money to buy another investment property. Yes. It's incredible. It's incredible. People just don't know this. People don't know that they have equity in their own houses that they can use, and they don't have to just automatically always do a HELOC. Now, on a primary home, that might be a different story because historically right now, most people primary homes are between high twos or mid threes. And if it's not, why didn't you have refinance back 2020 and 2021? Come on. Yeah. Serious. Well, and on your, if you do have that, you can also look at getting a second mortgage on your current home. Is that if backed by Freddie and Fannie? It can be, yes. Oh, cool. So you can get a second mortgage on your primary home and use that as investment on going getting something else. Now, that is going to be something that's fixed that you're paying back. Usually they're 20 year terms. You can do it for less, but for cash flow purposes, probably want to do the longer term just because you're going to have more cash flow. Your return is higher even though you might take maybe like an eighth of a percent higher rate than doing it on a 15 or 10 year fixed on your second, but you can use your equity to go and purchase more assets. And I'm a huge advocate of leveraging good debt. Yes. Now, if you're getting a HELOC or a second mortgage to go and, you know, redo your, your house, get a new kitchen, I'd be a little weary about that. (laughs) Um, I'm just a very conservative person Mm -hmm. when it comes to, you know, money and assets and, you know, liabilities. But if you're using your debt to go purchase another asset, it doesn't have to be another real estate um, property either. It could be, you know, a business. You know, let's say you wanted to invest in a franchise and you know the the franchise business and, you know, you were a manager at Chick-fil-A or something like that you can absolutely go use your equity that you have in your house 
go buy another asset. Go buy assets. I'm a big fan of uh, of rich dad, poor dad. Yeah. Hey, you know, having good debt, right? So that's that's awesome. Well, Sam, this was really educational as far as if you're a real estate agent, real estate agent listening to this, if you're just uh, uh, either a first time home buyer or a second time home buyer that has equity, use that equity. And who do you call? Sam Fulton. So Sam, how many states you licensed in? 40. 40 states. That's a lot. So that means you can help a lot of people throughout the United States. Last question I have for you is how can people get a hold of you? What's the best way to reach out to you? Website, email, what's the best? Calling or texting me. I'm just old school. Just call me. What's your number, dude? 801-803-2604. Awesome. Green text or blue text? Blue. Not that I really care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> it's just a fun debate that everyone talks about. Our top producer at U Mortgage has green text, so yeah. it is what it is. Awesome. Well, thanks, Sam. I appreciate you being on another episode of Smart Finance 360. Thanks for having me on.